Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. Today I have the wonderful brand ambassador, Laura Lee, with here once again. Hi. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be about travel. The good, the bad, the crazy. Before we get into this, I just want to give a little trigger warning that there will be talk of violence, guns, pickpocketing, everything bad that can happen during a trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, Loralee, you just went on holidays to Las Vegas, and it is one of your favorite travel destinations of all time, and you've been all over the place. Absolutely. So we've gone back to Vegas probably over, I think this was my eighth or ninth time um, with Caleb alone. Oh my gosh. Um, Or maybe not. I think probably fifth with him, but I've been quite a few times, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And this trip was definitely just as good as always, but we did things a little differently. We are trying to roadmap the whole entire strip and bucket list it. So we have a couple hotels that are shutting down. So we decided to bounce between five hotels in seven days. That is crazy. (laughs) It was a little wild. And despite being worried about check-in times and stuff like that, we actually, it was really seamless. So we made a zigzag up our way to the strip until we got to Planet Hollywood. Then our friends arrived and we joined them. So it was kind of nice. We had some time by ourselves and then we had friends join us, which is always a good time. Yeah, I think if I were to do some sort of group trip, I would always do it that way, whether it be solo at the beginning or as a couple at the beginning or at the end so you have that time exactly yeah to do what you want because you hear about it all the time (laughs) that people went on a trip together and now they're not friends anymore exactly (laughs) you have to find the right mix right so we took a couple it was six so three and three three women three men it was really easy really great but we we decided that four is the magic number so Mm -hmm. you want to have two couples with two and two because then it works out for cab rides it works out for dinner seating it it just it's more rounded number Yeah. So as everyone knows, travel is really crazy right now. And there's really not a huge explanation besides the airlines are short-staffed and everyone's short-staffed. So they've canceled flights, they have, you know, changed flights. And along with that, as you're hearing about such crazy things happening at popular destinations too. So Loralee's just going to tell us about her last night in Las Vegas and what went down. Ooh, I kind of just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been wild. So like you said, travel's been really adjusted. Uh, we were delayed at every single airport going to mm-hmm. and coming back from Las Vegas. So um, on our last night, we went and we finally located Coolsville Tattoo, which is the mm-hmm. home of the $10 tattoo. Yes. Something we wanted to do for a really long time. So we got some pretty cute little micro tattoos and everybody was feeling pretty good about it. Uh, we went to a restaurant in our hotel called The Public House and we had just sat down. Everybody grabbed their waters. We're getting all giddy because we we're going to head to Paris after. And next thing you know, we get our waters. Everybody kind of decides we're waiting for the wait stuff. And I hear pop, pop, pop. And then I look over and I hear he's God of Gun. Which is like, Lux are very close to Mandalay Bay. As everybody knows, there was a mass shooting there a few years back. So it was kind of lingering in mine and a couple of other of our guests' mind about the shooting. So quite quickly, everybody got under tables and then we had to army crawl and somebody said, get out the back uh, from the restaurant. And so we all ran out with about 75 people in the restaurant. We were soaked because our glasses of water had flown off the tables. And I just remember grabbing um, one of our other friends and my husband and yanking them onto the ground and then bear hugging my husband and just hoping 
that like it was okay. Then somebody said, get out the back. So we scurried out with all the crowd. Luckily we were all safe, but it was a pretty alarming. Like everybody was on the phone with their families crying. Yeah. It was a lot yeah. for our little Canadian hearts. <laughs> so what was going through your mind when you heard the, he's got a gun? I instantly looked at everybody and was like, shooting, shooting, get down. And like, I actually thought that that was the last time we were going to live. I for sure yeah. thought we were going to die that night. Yeah. It was pretty insane. And like, as true American style, within 10 minutes, everybody was fine. And everybody's walking around the casino like, oh, it was just again, no big deal. So that was pretty shocking for us. And we were just like, okay. So we all stepped into survivor mode and we got everybody together and we went to one of the suites of our friends and we all kind of just huddled together like little friends in a sleepover. And we're like, okay, we survived. Now what do we do? And so for about 40 minutes, we all kind of just sat still in the room together before we're like, let's go pack our stuff. Like we want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And I think that's... 100% 100% the appropriate response. <laughs> yeah. I could never, here I am, like, sitting here listening to you tell this with my mouth wide open. Because <laughs> I, yeah, same thing. Like, you know, I'm comfortable with guns at a gun range right. or hunting or exactly. anything like that. If I know somebody has a gun in their house, everyone here is licensed for it, yes. you know? So it's not one of these like terrifying things absolutely and like i said to the company that we were with too like caleb and i are both um license holders as well we both have Mm -hmm. our pal in our core we're both active in the hunting world but i like said to them you know as scary as that incident was probably 35 to 40 percent of the people in the casino at that very moment probably had guns exactly you know like realistically it's america that's what they do and not to like make fun of the bigger giant but it is just it's natural for them it is yeah yeah So how are you overcoming and healing from this? Because like we said, some people might not be traumatized by this, but I feel like most Canadians would. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, I think it's clear and important that we talk about the fact that it was deemed a false alarm. So that was actually a big part of us being like, okay, you know, the event itself was really scary. And even though it was a false alarm for shooter and everybody reacted as if it was, which Mm -hmm. in any case, I think I'd prefer that than people being like, oh, is he shooting? Yeah, You know, like get out, get smart, right? A lot of us just took some time and called our families and really just dealt with it but as i'm driving and as i'm spending that time alone in the car in the shower you know where you really get down to your thoughts i'm actually just really thankful (laughs) believe it or not i think a lot of people would be the same way but i just i'm really thankful for the opportunities that i have the life that i can live and the choices that i can make to choose to change my life to make it better and so i i'm coping but i'm also using it as encouragement to really just like take life a little bit more seriously and enjoy it a little bit more So you might have just had a pretty crazy trip, but you've also had some really wonderful trips. Do you want to talk about one of your favorite trips you've been on? Yes. So as well as going to Vegas, we do cruising and that's always such a good time. Mm. And I remember the first time we ever went to Puerto Rico, it was shortly after all the hurricanes. So it was a little bit desolate and there was a little bit of poverty going around. Um, a little bit, <laughs> just a smidge. When we were there, we were docked until 11 p.m. And I just remember they were calling when people are late for the ship, they call them. And like, mm-hmm. you see a bunch of people when you stand from your room balcony running to the ship. So yes. I remember we had made it late and we were just kind of waiting around the port. And this wonderful couple, 
couple, these two gentlemen, they came running up to us and they were sweaty and they were just like embracing each other, loving. And they were like, we just danced the night away. We almost missed the boat. And I just remember the glow of the city and like that ambiance and their love and like everything about it still gives me goosebumps. And I just remember sailing away from Puerto Rico thinking it was the most magical place in the world. And I just honestly can't wait to return there. Yeah. Are you going back anytime soon? <laughs> we'll go in December. We'll be going back. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Yeah. We're spending Christmas on a cruise. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. So with that cruise, you guys are hitting up a lot of countries, aren't yes. you? Yeah. So do you know off the top of your head where you're going? We'll be going to the ABCs for sure. So Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao. We're going to the Dominican. We are going to St. Lucia, Cayman, Grand Turk, Half Moon Cay. There's, I think there's like 15 places. Oh my gosh. I was just kind of looking through <laughs> last night. So it, there, we're also going to uh, Jamaica and where was the other place? Barbados, which I've never been and oh, I cannot wait. That's going to be so Yeah, wonderful. so it's 22 days. Yeah. So do you have any tips for people that have never been on a cruise before? Pack lighter than you would expect. Mm-hmm. I, I pack so much that I don't use. So just kind of like stick to your staples. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring everything that is going to cost you lots in a country. So sunblock, things like that. Yeah. Definitely have your own. And... Just just do all the experiences because you're only out there once. Yeah. Yeah. So explore everything like it's your first time, even if it's not, because you'll never see like the experience always changes. Mm-hmm. And then do you recommend the onboard, um, what are they, packages for food and drink? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we go with Hull in America where they always give you food and drink is basically free. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. You do have drink packages, but this time we got them included with our amenities. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting free Wi-Fi and we're getting 15 drinks a day. So we're going to challenge that and try and dig it down. That's a lot. <laughs> well, especially because I don't drink, but Caleb does. So that's 30 drinks a day for him. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a blackout drunk husband the whole oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's pretty responsible, and that does include, like, specialty coffees and things like that, which I'm pretty bougie, so I'll probably be hitting up those every day. Yes, get those frappuccinos (laughs) in while you can. Yeah, it's from, like, a Dutch cafe, so, you know, I'll be going to there more than Starbucks for sure. Yes. (laughs) So, I'm going to hop into one of my crazy travel stories. So, I think it was, I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2015. I want to say it was 2015. My brother and I always talked about doing a Europe trip together, and we made it come true. So we were there for, I think he was only actually there for a week and a half, maybe, maybe two weeks altogether. And then I was there for an entire month. So I was gone for quite a bit of time and it was awesome. awesome. So we hit up England, we went to France and then Italy and Germany for a couple days so we could see our family over there. And then at the end of it, I actually went to Iceland by myself. Wow. Yeah, so that was really amazing. Yeah, so I did most of the planning, most of the booking. I'm a bit type A, maybe you can tell. (laughs) Me too, that's totally fine. Yes, and I like to be in control of, you know, those types of situations, but I was like, you know what? I got to give Cody something to do. I have to let right. him do something with this trip. <laughs> and I also let him choose like one of the destinations that we went to that was war related. He is a huge World War One wow. 2 buff. And so we went to some places in France that he really wanted to go to. So I was like, ah, I haven't booked the hotels or hostels where we were going to stay for Italy yet. And he, he was like, I can do it. Okay, sure. Gave him this responsibility. Should all be good. And so he sent me 
the links to these two places. And I just looked at them. I was like, great, sure. they look fine, <laughs> whatever. So <laughs> we also traveled with budget airlines, which I don't actually know if I would do again. Because your baggage and stuff too, right? Oh my gosh. Well, just between the baggage and the airports are in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Mm. Like, <laughs> they are not easy to get to. Shit. They cost quite a bit to get to, like 20, 30 euros. So you're not like, really saving. You're not really saving yeah. at the end of the day. And that's kind of what I realized. And you know what? I get it. Like, if you were going with a family of six to, like, Spain for totally. a weekend. Sure, that's great. Budget-friendly. <laughs> but when you're not from a place and you choose these horrendous airports, and I, I've heard so many people I know be like, yeah, and then we found out that the Paris airport that we were supposed to go to wasn't in Paris, and it was, like, an oh. hour away. Yeah, so... Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I had that, you know, that part of it figured out, and I made sure yeah. I knew where I was going and all of that. But... I didn't double check where my brother booked these hotels. <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> yeah. So just to preface this a little bit as well. So I worked at Target for the entire two years that it was in Canada. And our store closed down a week before, <laughs> a week before my trip. On my last day, I was cashing out my tills. And we carried around, carried, we pushed around this cart that was really heavy. I guess it was honestly so that nobody could take off with it. Right. And it was probably around 100 pounds. It got caught on a carpet separation, like a little lip. And I couldn't hold it up. It was so heavy. And oh. I let go. And I backed up. But my big toe on my left foot didn't. And so it crushed my toe. Didn't break it. But of course, like the nail came half off. Like the whole thing. It was black and blue. It bled for like three weeks. It was terrible. It was it honestly just your parting day, gift from Target. Yes. Like just one of the worst injuries ever. And like if I'm oh. ever on my feet for a full day at the end of the day, there's still nerve damage. Like oh it still throbs. It's so bad. So <laughs> damn it, Target. <laughs> it was it was just so terrible. So we get into Venice, which I mean, like I said, we traveled these budget airports. So like getting into Venice, we had to take all these fucking buses. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like I just <laughs> wish that we would have planned it a little bit better so that we could have like shuttles or cabs because you know when you're in your early twenties, everybody's like, just take the bus. Okay, no. sure. No, I'm never mm. doing that again. It was terrible. And some people are okay with that. I am not. I like to know where I'm going. <laughs> and time, right? Like we yes. gave up on the bus in Vegas this time and we normally travel by bus every time. Yeah. But like waiting three or four bus carriages to come because they're full, no thank you. But when you can pay an extra $7 uh, yes. for a taxi. We're like Uber, yes. just Uber forever. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> so we get into Vegas. Uh, Vegas. Nope. Oh so, my god. Oh, okay. So we get into Venice. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Oh my god. We get into Venice and we get my brother goes up to this cab driver and he was like, Can we get a cab to our hotel? And the guy was like <sighs> and we were like, What? And he was like, Well, there's no cars in Venice. And like a lot of people don't oh my god. realize that. <laughs> that it's literally just water taxis, boats. And walking. Or and, mopeds? Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of bridges. Like, there's so many yeah. bridges that it is mostly on foot. Like, oh, I wow. actually, in the city, saw this family carry their elderly grandma in a wheelchair oh over a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how it is there. So... Now that I think about it, I don't think I saw a moped there at all. Oh, my god! But I'm sure some people have them. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, because I don't even know. There's no gas, right? Right. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, I was just thinking that. I was like, how yeah. would this work? Yeah. And uh, so we went to this police officer, and she was like, 
that's in Dolo. And we were like, Dolo? Where's Dolo? And it was technically, because there's a big ass bridge that takes you into Venice. Like it's actually quite <laughs> impressive how enormous and long this bridge is. So it's on the other side of the bridge, but not like right on the other side of the oh, bridge. No. It's probably like another like 15 minutes to, you know. Jesus. So to get to and from Venice to Dolo is probably... 45 minutes oh my god yeah like especially by bus like 45 yes. an hour like it's it's quite a bit of time it's like a two-hour travel yeah so we were like <laughs> well, we have to go to this hotel to cancel it because we only had my ipod touch at the time too like we weren't really at the whole like everyone has a tablet ipad yeah you need like wi-fi or yeah, yeah. And, like uh, even with phones back then like it wasn't super easy to get travel plans with yeah. phones or they were like 30 dollars a day or the minute you turn your phone on it's 500 dollars. yeah exactly <laughs> ridiculous so we had to go back to dolo well i guess we hadn't even been into dolo we had to go to dolo even though like getting into venice we had to stop at like a couple other like random little cities and we were like what is happening and i actually think we accidentally skipped on the bus fare too like no (laughs) like we're gonna get arrested right like (laughs) it was so bad like these italian people were just like yelling at us in italian and we were like (laughs) whoops um i did get a ticket like to get onto the bus but i think for like transfers you needed to have others and I, right I just at that point that. you're like sorry it is what it is right, right. <laughs> so we get back into dolo and we found the hotel after looking for quite some time luckily there was this wonderful austrian couple that spoke english that helped us but all of the locals were like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you don't even attempt to right? Italian. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things like, we didn't have a map. We didn't, we just didn't, kids. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. We didn't know where we were going. Google Maps was like not what it is now. No. And I, like no. I said, I had to have Wi Fi on my iPod touch to be able <laughs> to find anything. So this Austrian couple helped us where to go. Thank God. But then we get in there and nobody's at the front desk and we were like oh we had to wait a little while for someone to show up and this lady showed up and she was like oh well it's gonna be 50 euros to cancel we were like just do it well my brother is dealing with that i am finding a hotel like a real yeah because it was just so bad i just remember too that we actually (laughs) we when we first got into venice we found out our hotel was in dolo we actually walked into a couple hotels and we were like how much is a room per night (laughs) and like those ones were quite pricey yeah um like hundreds of euros a night we were like we don't have that kind of money so i found one and it was more of like a not like a b&b style but like more of like an apartment okay so like hostel story not hostel but like an actual like apartment and they had like five or six like you know, different, I think more like longer stay type right, things, right, right. but they were available for us. And I want to say it was like 150 or 200 a night. And we were like, whatever. That's honestly one of the cheapest we found. We'll, we'll do it. So we had to get a bus back <laughs> into Venice. Oh my God. <laughs> my foot at this point is like throbbing. throbbing. It is so bad. <laughs> Horrendous. It hurt. Oh, I can't even like describe the pain, but if you've had like a foot injury you know yes. that it's like the worst yes absolutely it, it's so bad because you you use your feet for everything yes <laughs> especially like I, I had an injury about five years ago and it's still or it's like eight but yeah, yeah. it's always nagging always yes. nagging pain yes yeah. exactly we get back in and my brother was like okay i'll go get us water taxi tickets and the guilt on my brother's face at this point <laughs> is like he felt so bad oh my god he felt 
probably the worst he's ever felt in his life. Like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So and I can imagine I'd be peppering that on him as well. Exactly. So we get onto a water taxi. Another police officer was really nice and told us what area to go to at Good. least. So we get to this area and that's when I found out my brother bought water taxi tickets for the three days we were there and they were like 60 euros each. Oh and I was like, you didn't have to do that. Did we use them more than that? No. No. <laughs> But they were there. They were there. And they were correct. Exactly. I also like found this hotel close to places that we were going to. Right. You could have walked, basically. And we did. So. Lesson learned. Exactly. So here we are in Venice, my fucked up foot, and I'm hobbling. You have to remember, we're, we have our suitcases. Oh, yeah. We have our 50-pound suitcases. You got them. life with you. Oh, my God. And like, I also, because like being a photographer, I have my camera and my bag, like, yeah, Holy shit. your pack horse. So heavy. <laughs> oh my god! Like just thinking back on it, I, I looked so stupid that day. A bit so, of a tourist, right? Like exactly. I think about that all so the time. So we we get to this area we're supposed to go in, and it's quite hard to find where you want to go in Venice as well. No signs. Hardly any signs, <laughs> or like they're really tiny, and then all of a sudden you end up in a courtyard, and you're like, "Where am I? Like, what's happening?" So again, we started asking locals, like. Do you know approximately where this is? You know, where are we oh, going? Man. And they kept on like telling us to go in the wrong places. So I kid you not, it, like from start to finish, probably four or five hours to get to this place. Oh my God. So we find it, we end up there. And of course, like it doesn't look like a hotel or anything. <laughs> Even Why? sketchier. Well, everything there is like, it just looks like homes. Yeah. It doesn't look like the restaurant. A storefront. Exactly. Yeah, like the it's restaurants a very... look like homes. Like it. Yeah, it's like that in the Caribbean too. Like they have big white like windows. Yes. But when you look in the shop, it looks like somebody's living. We get there and I sat down outside and I had like a single tear coming oh. down from my eye because I was like, we're so stranded in Venice. What are we going to do? There's this couple walking by, like a younger couple. And we were like, can you like help oh. us please? Can you maybe call our hotel? Like it's right here. And the woman was like, yeah, we can help. I was like, you're the best ever. <laughs> she called and there was no answer at first. And then the door swung open and the girl was like, it was the employee there. She was like, oh, are you Cody and Sierra? <laughs> Yeah, we are. They're like, okay, well, you know, we tried calling you. I was like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> you called Canada. Oh, my God. And it's actually kind of funny because I, when I got home, I checked my phone and there was no international calls. So I don't even know if like it Who did you call? I know. It, it wasn't me. I don't know who you called. My phone was off for was... a month. Once we got in and we got settled, we ended up going back because there was a front desk. Thank God. There was like a little courtyard. It was really cool. Like honestly, Hotel Transylvania style. <laughs> like that's in my head. So bad. Your, your yeah. vacation. Like they pull out a ledger and like cross your name off. <laughs> oh my, my imagination's taking oh, me there. It's, I mean, might as well be like that for real. So we went to the front desk and we were, because we were starving. Like we hadn't yeah. eaten anything. We were so hungry. First we went to just like a grocery store and picked up some stuff. But the woman at the front desk had recommended um, a restaurant that was really close by. And it was honestly one of the best meals I've had Aww. in my life. That like it really did make up for everything. everything else that had happened. And it was just so nice that like once we were in there, it actually felt pretty homey. Good. And just like being in Venice itself, it's a really amazing. You could kind of relax, I think, yes. too. Yes. And yeah. once 
once finding out that everything we needed to go to was honestly like a five, 10 minute walk, Good. like it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And I do actually recommend like going to Venice, but if you do have accessibility issues, just know that it might be really hard for yeah. you to get around. Yeah. It's definitely above the moderate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's my Venice story. I ended up having a very great time Aww. and I got some amazing photos and, you know, we did go on like a little like boat tour and everything. And it was so funny, like on this boat tour as well, like <laughs> the guy was like, this is where um, Brad and Angelina got Aww. married. But like, again, like it doesn't look like anything fancy. <laughs> Somebody's house again. Yes. It's like, just, is this the neighbor's uh, it's just the most bizarre thing because like here in I mean North America well the houses are separated yes like, <laughs> yes like we don't have that congruency where like everything is connected or you're like within a centimeter of the next building right yeah exactly Whereas Europe it's like all attached homes or yes. townhomes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so crazy so yes definitely recommend Venice but if you have accessibility issues go with caution <laughs> I think I'll see stick at the Venetian in Vegas maybe yes <laughs> So recently, there has been a really interesting TikTok video of a girl talking about how if you're just determined to do something, go do it. You can do whatever you want to do. Your size, your income, your this, your that doesn't doesn't have anything to do with it. And I hate to tell you, and a lot of people have stitched this video, that size in particular does matter when it comes to travel. So would you like to go into that a little bit? (laughs) Absolutely. So um, being that we travel quite often, uh, people always ask us like, how is the small seats? Like Caleb's such a big man and they don't want to say it, but I'm a big woman as well. (laughs) Recently, a couple things that we've had to deal with too is seatbelt extensions. Mm -hmm. So if anybody ever travels and they're not aware of this, if you are having problems with your seatbelt fitting and you're squishing your guts in and sitting for five to 16 hours uncomfortably, you don't have to do that. You can kindly give a little tip of your hat to the beautiful people accepting you into the airport and the airlines and as soon as you get on your plane they'll actually have one waiting either on your seat or Mm -hmm. at the door for you and they're very discreet they'll quietly pass it off to you like Mm -hmm. the joe cool 20 dollars slide sort of thing Mm -hmm. and uh they're really great about it but because of our size caleb and i actually don't get to sit together on the planes we usually book one ahead of each other or across the aisles so we can still remain close but size does matter and it definitely is it isn't very inclusive when you are flying no and you do have to be really aware of these things as well so that you don't feel singled out or embarrassed or anything like that and of course there's nothing embarrassing about your size or anything like don't get me wrong about that but like I have been on a plane actually more recently and the flight attendant came up and actually did whisper to the woman beside me. He's like, would you like a seatbelt extender? Yes. And she was like, oh, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. And they actually offered to ask people at other parts of the plane, like Good. the um, emergency exit row, yes. if they could switch. And unfortunately, they had kids, so they said no. Right. But they still got her an extender. And that was really nice of them. Yeah. And I think people also don't know that a lot of things cap out at 200 pounds yes absolutely <laughs> we were talking about that too like we have a cruise coming up and there's a catamaran tour and the weight limit is actually 200 and unfortunately Caleb and I don't follow into that so we can't go with our family on a catamaran tour so we're kind of bummed but at the same time you know it is what it is we're both working on our health mm-hmm. and our fitness and it's not so much about size it's longevity of life for us we want yeah. to spend as much time enjoying these things together and enjoying travel there's just a lot of fat phobic people out there and they make it really hard we were actually on the tram at luxor and there was this family and they were of 
Asian descent, so um, not to be racist in any way, their family was just built smaller. Mm -hmm. So there was a mother, a son, a daughter, and then like maybe another daughter or cousin. These kids were probably like in their 15 to 17 age. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing in front of them, Caleb's standing, and the kid looks at me, starts laughing. And I I ignore it because this happens often. And I just think, whatever, that's you. That's your issue, right? So we were having a great time. And then I ignored it until I heard him say to his mom, if I was that fat, I would work out three times a day and never eat anything. And I just couldn't believe it. And she's like, shh. And the sister starts giggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is encouraged by the family. And yes, the mother's telling them to shush. But incidentally, like that's put into them by her as well. Like yeah. if you're not stopping that behavior, you're encouraging it. Yeah. And so as soon as the tram stopped, I looked at the mother and I leaned in and I said, you're very rude. And I looked at the son and said, very, very rude. Mm-hmm. All of you. Yeah. And Caleb was like, oh, you have problems with fat people? And like was trying to yell at them. But I was like, stop, you know, like, but. <laughs> we don't but, expect this worse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, I've scorned them. We're okay. Yeah. But I mean, like that's the world today. And unfortunately, you have to be considerate of your size when you are larger. Mm-hmm. And so when Caleb flies, he actually like folds himself into a tiny ball and hopes to God that the person next to him isn't rude because he's had incidents where he's come home and his sides are bruised because somebody didn't want to sit beside quote-unquote the fat guy yeah and you know just just be more considerate out there yes we're all human at the end of the absolutely day. and we just yeah. want to get out there and travel the same you know yes. like we just want to experience life so if you are plus size like myself and Lauralee, something i'm sure you see on social media a lot or if you aren't plus size you might not be aware of is that there is a lot of plus size people out there putting out great information on how to travel and like the great places to go that won't be fat phobic towards you. Yes. We'll let you go into that a little bit. (laughs) So there's a great couple and they talk about all the fat friendly places. They actually, I I wish I knew their name to to pipe it off to you guys, but they talk about rides in like West Edmall that are fat friendly. Yeah. um, Certain hotels that are great mattresses that are good. Alicia Cavallari and her husband, uh, Scott are really great about talking about it as well but we do definitely try and stay at places that have plus size robes or extended Mm -hmm. sizing in their robes or places that have better mattresses that are for plus size people Um, just things like that that help us sleep better be feel more comfortable fit in we always ask ahead of time but my biggest advice is don't be shy i mean you are the size and you have to be real about it and you being more forward about it leaves those gaps a little bit smaller for people to make the assumptions so if you're just forward and say hey look i don't think i'm gonna fit in that or is there any options for larger clothing people are really sweet and accommodating most times and there's that one in five that you'll get that just doesn't want anything to do with you and that's on them actually even in the studio here the first brand ambassador shoot that we had. I don't know if you remember this, but we have a specific makeup chair that we use. Yes, yes. And you were like, I'm not sitting in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like for your property and my embarrassment, like I don't feel comfortable. And you both were so fantastic and understanding and Mel's like, yeah, I never even thought to look at the way, but thanks to you, I will. And I'll make sure in future. And I noticed a couple of other girls have had the chair switched out. And I just think that that's great. It's Mm -hmm. something that is, makes everyone feel comfortable. Yes, exactly. And that's like, of course, being a boudoir photographer, what I want to do. (laughs) And it works. Here is like one of the safest places for any body shape size color range everything so you're doing a good job thank you (laughs) well that wraps up today's episode of the real talk with pillow talk studio morley where can people find you i am on 
all of the Pillow Talk stuff, so the brand ambassadors, uh, as well as there's a private group. I hope you all join and follow along so you can see those awesome photos. Yes. But also, you can find me on Instagram as Laura Lee Velasveld and on TikTok as the real Nancy Bot one. Follow along for plus size travel tips as I'm changing my genre. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Pillow Talk Studios and in our Facebook group, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group. I cannot wait to share another episode with you soon. Bye.